You are listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Miller-Snell. During these podcasts, we'll be exploring all of the different opportunities that we get to seize the day on a daily basis and what tools and what changes we can make in order to grab those goals. Are you ready to make change? Hello, 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 podcast lovers. How are you all? It's Thursday. I'm Natalie and you are listening to Seize the Day. Now, I did something crazy last year. I held a competition for Seize the Day. First time doing it, I had absolutely no idea how it was going to go. And I got some responses and I've got a winner. I announced last, oh, in fact, I announced in January uh, the winner of who would be joining me on the show. And it is with my greatest pleasure to welcome on. Please put your hands together for KJ. Woo! Oh, awesome. Awesome applause. Now, I want everybody to say, whereabouts are you? Because it's super late. My diary is a nightmare at the moment. I've just started Mm -hmm. a new job and KJ's been so accommodated. I could only do this on a Saturday. It's early morning for me. Well, I say early, it's 10 a.m. But what time is it for you? It is currently six minutes past nine o'clock at night. Oh, thank you. I have a, a child that has hopefully gone to bed and a wife that has just given up and gone off somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I mean, honestly, it's absolutely amazing. And now also, KJ, that, is that your pen name or is that just how you go by now? Or um, It is my pen name, but surprisingly, it has sort of leaked into my everyday life. And there's a number of people who call me that. I am a, a relief teacher. Uh, like I do teach and I I do have a proper full name for that and I because I really really not sure if they when they do their reference check that they want to find out that KJ writes lesbian fiction at you know whatever whatever girls grammar school so yeah so I do check to make sure there's a separation that's absolutely brilliant and also for everyone listening they'll recognize well they'll know you anyway but recognize your accent and since you are nine hours ahead whereabouts are you where, where are you based oh I'm in Melbourne um, in Australia Lovely. And uh, we're in the middle of daylight saving, which means it is kind of light out, lightish outside still. I've got a blind behind me, which makes it look like some type of cream green screen, which <laughs> makes it look really shocking. You're about to do some kind of production, yeah, Absolutely. a video or something or other. Brilliant. There'll be an animated character will drift across the screen any moment now. I love daylight saving. I must say, we do it here too. It, oh, yeah. I, the long days are beautiful. I love sunshine. Well, you know, light. I think natural light is amazing. It's good for your soul. Yeah. Good for you. Yes, it is. Your well-being yeah. and whatnot. Anyway, right. Okay, so we've got loads to talk about. I do want okay, to yes. mention to everybody as we go into this, um, in terms of trigger topics, we will be talking about uh, suicide attempts and also mental health and, and depression. So. KJ has got an absolutely incredible story that she sent through. And one of the reasons I didn't talk about it on the show is because I didn't want to steal your thunder. I think in terms Mm -hmm. of what you've been through, it's wonderful to hear it from you and how you've come out the other side. And it's really incredible in terms of seizing the day and opportunities. So you mentioned already you're a, a a teacher so it'd be lovely well, to understand yeah. how you got into that or, and then obviously lead on to your story. So I will leave it entirely over or hand it over to you and up to you if you want to do that. Okay, well, I mean, I'm, I'm not uh, as, as a teaching. I've been teaching for 25 years. I, I went straight from high school to uni to teaching and didn't pass go, didn't collect $200 and I literally just, that's what I did. And that's all I had, knew how to do. And so I did that job and my career and I loved it. 
and absolutely love teaching. Um, but I had to seize the day on March the 3rd in uh, 2018. And that's a really weird day in the Australian curriculum, uh, Australian um, school calendar, um, because that's only four weeks into term one. And so it's a really odd time to sort of say, well, no, I'm sorry, I, I, can't, I can't do this anymore. It's because I couldn't, I couldn't cope anymore, but it wasn't because I couldn't cope with teaching. I just couldn't cope with my brain anymore. And it got to the point uh, where I had to choose my career or I had to choose my life and I chose to live. And that was a massive decision, clearly, um, but it was one of those ones that you come across sometimes in life and you go, okay, that's, that's a seize the day moment if there ever is one. And I, and I thought, okay, I need to leave this job and I can't, I can't do this job anymore because I'm, it's not the job that's, that's making me very unwell. It's clearly that I need to stop doing the job to find out what is making me unwell. And uh, so I did and I had to leave it. And uh, one of the things that I... I I did at the time was start writing. I'm not one of these writers that sort of popped out of the womb with a pencil and said, oh, look at me, I'm a, I'm a writer. Uh, I'm, I'm really not. Um, I, I, did, I, I sort of drifted through 2018 without a job and wrote random notes to my wife and poetry that were shopping lists and poetry, which is weird and just just weird stuff just I just didn't know I was really really at, at sea and I think I needed to I need to work backwards with this because last year I for the for my first novel I published Learning to Swim and that novel I actually had in my head since the end of 2016 and that novel is great it's a novel it's done all right but it gee it's polarizing that people either hate it or love it I really, they really do yeah they do uh and it's because it's about having to love yourself and having to choose to be who you are mm -hmm. with no with no consideration literally for anybody else you have to look after yourself and it's about mental health and i wrote it with a lot of personal input but it was good i'm glad i did that because um it really helped a lot but that wasn't the first 2016 was the, the first issue i had 2016 right in the middle of a great teaching year another great teaching year i was hospitalized due to a complete psychotic break with accompanying suicide attempt, okay. um, attempts. Let's make that a plural. Okay. Uh, and actually there's a link, there's a link on my Twitter account, um, my, my homepage of my Twitter account of an essay that I wrote to, to, to describe that situation um, and what it's like to go into a, you know, a psychiatric ward and all that sort of stuff. It's pretty heavy stuff, but it, it's KJ writing. So, you know, it's, it's sort of, I, I, I find wit in the weighty. You had um, you had almost humour to push through on the mm, darker side of it. No, I understand that. I do, and I tend to do that a lot, actually. And um, yeah, anybody who reads my social media posts sees that, and, and I, I guess that's the only way I write. Sometimes, if I ever write anything really heavy and really meaningful, um, people are waiting for the, the catch. Like, where's the catch? Um, yeah. so, you know, there isn't one. I actually can write, you know, like a normal person. Um, so, <laughs> <That's> you. <laughs> absolutely. Um, 
So yeah, anyway, so I went, um, in 2016, I, I, I had this major issue and I went into hospital and uh, after poking and prodding for a while, they found out that I have bipolar disorder okay. and severe anxiety, which is a wonderful combination um, that does massive, massive things to your head. It's one of, it's, it's like, what can I get them? Okay, it's, you're so afraid of any potential catastrophe that you, you, you are worried that if you breathe incorrectly, that something will go wrong. Right. And so therefore you're in a state of paralysis all the time. And coupled with bipolar, so Merry Christmas to me. Um, wow. so, yeah, so I, I, I found, but I'm glad. I'm actually, I'm actually glad I found out that because it explained so, so much because I found that out when I was 44. And right. so it explained for 34, let's go with 30. It explained 30 years of why stuff had happened, what on earth I was doing at, you know, let's say 24 or what I was doing at 27 or why on earth I did that at 35. Um, there's a number of things that I've done in my life and I think, yeah, okay, that explains a lot, um, having that diagnosis. So I was, I was happy to have that diagnosis anyway. But So I popped out of hospital and went, oh, goodness me, I'm fixed. Thank you so much. And I, yay, yay. And I... Went back to full-time teaching, which was this most stupid thing I've ever done in my life. Uh, yeah, um, I have to say, when I read that, when you sent me that through, and uh, forgive me for interrupting and forgive me listeners. That's well, right. No, it's good. That's it's fine. amazing. I did think, wow, but I suppose the natural thing or how you want, you mm. just want to get back into it. Oh, absolutely. You just want to get and back into also, what you knew, right? Is, is that I wanted to... I wanted to do that and I, and I knew that I knew how to teach and I knew how to, how to do that and I, I was quite competent in that, thank you very much, and I was good and I, I, they'd given me some medication so I was KJ, the broken person with drugs. So it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yay. So anyway, so I went back to teaching and, of course, it was, it was dreadful. Um, but I knew, I knew that not the medication and not the hospitalisation, but I knew who'd rescued me that time, which was my wife. And uh, so what I did in the January, because we, we get December, January holidays, in the January uh, of 2017, I wrote a novella for her about these two characters called Joe and Hannah. And uh, lovely little novella. It's, uh, it's and. Uh, I did it for her and as I said to her I'd always write her a book I don't know if novellas account for a book but anyway I thought it did at the time but <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> it's amazing yes. there you go but uh the problem was and and, and uh Joe and Hannah friends who know us picked it straight away Joe and Hannah um is my wife and I all the events that happen in it as well are very true to to life, um, which is highly embarrassing now to everybody who has read home <laughs> and now knows exactly what it is that my wife and I get up to. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> but anyway, I wrote that in three weeks and that sounds uh, ridiculous and it was because I wrote that on a bipolar high and my medication was not working and so bipolar highs are amazingly awful, shocking. I do not recommend anyone having a bipolar high. You, have, you get everything done so fast. It's the most incredible thing you can get. You can get you, you're like one of those um, sped up toys. Um, you sleep for two hours a night. 
you speak like you're calling a horse race. Um, you generally behave like one of those classic crazy people that mothers pull small children away from. Um, so it's just, it's not fun. It's like, it's like being in a hot air balloon without the capacity to lower yourself. So you just jump off. Wow. Um, yeah, that's the only analogy I can think of. And it's a dreadful feeling. So I wrote that book in three weeks. Have you seen the program Homeland? Uh, I have. Have you? Is that also, a, yes. Yeah, is that a true representation, would you say, in terms of how Carrie's? That's my only. Mm. Anyone else has watched it as well? Is Because when she's got that kind of bipolar high in the, in the program. Yep. Yeah, bipolar highs are, um, and some of them, everyone's different, but some people can actually have kind of a disconnect with reality. So you get, uh, so you get almost like an idea that if you don't do something very quickly, then the thing won't happen. So you speed up, but you're already so going so fast that it's 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 so incredibly, and, and you do you you crash. There's the, the the problem with a bipolar high, which is brilliant is the fact that you crash and that's why it's up and down, up and down. Uh, and I, you know, the medication's good. I, um, I thoroughly recommend um, bipolar medication. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, <laughs> really, I'm so, do you know what? No, it, it warms my heart because, the, you know, listening to what you've just said so far in, in terms of how your life's mm. gone along and also being able to reflect back into your thirties as to why things happened it makes mm. sense since you've had the diagnosis to actually then be able to not so much treat it, but also maybe just help you get by, by being able to um, moderate, uh, I suppose, perhaps how yeah. it's working. Cause it's not, you know, you're still a fantastic individual. You're it's so smart. And so, uh, you know, so lovely that it's not about wanting to change you. It's just moderating how mm. things are, I suppose, but it's, yeah. I'm so pleased it's there. I really think that's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, I just, one of the things that I had to learn was that bipolar was not who I was and who I am. I'm, all those core things, like I like to think that I'm, I'm kind and, and nice and um, generally funny and, 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 and sort of all these sort of nice things. Um, but I, I, bipolar is a thing that I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not, it's not who defines me. Yeah. Uh, it's not, it doesn't define me. And I've, I, it took, it's taken a long time to, to come to that point. And that's the thing, because I went into 2017 after the 2016 falling apart, dreadful, you know, you know, diagnosis yeah. and everything, riding home in three weeks. I went into 2017 feeling completely cured. Um, I wasn't completely cured. I wasn't completely cured at all. And <laughs> It's amazing what we can tell ourselves, isn't it? Well, I managed to get through the year with an absolute saint of a teaching partner. I don't know. She's, uh, she's one of my gorgeous friends and she just decided that she was going to carry me all through the year. She knew. I, I told her straight up. But I, I started to unravel all the way through 2017. And then we hit, in Australia, we had this thing called the Marriage Equality Postal Survey. Mm-hmm. It happened in uh, October, November, December of that 2017. It was the most incredibly vile um, experience for anyone queer in, in Australia because what it was is, for anyone who doesn't, doesn't know, all of Australia was given a, were given a um, form to fill in with a yes or a no box. That's it, just a yes or a no saying, do you think 
um, that the marriage laws should be changed to allow same-sex couples to be married, yes or no. Everybody in Australia got that and were, were able to fill it in, put it in an envelope and put it in a box. So everybody in Australia got that right. And it was appalling. We, we have, at the time, we had a, you know, a six, seven-year-old kid who would collect the mail every afternoon because that was what you do when you're six and seven you love to do that yeah and uh we had to get him to not collect the mail each afternoon because of the um dreadful disgusting um propaganda that was coming through the mail about how his family was dreadful and he was getting stuff at school about it anyway so it was awful when i was um, going to work on public transport and it was awful and I ended up I'm being diagnosed with PTSD because of it and it was right. I have I have there are great tracks of time in that three months that I have no recollection big blanks nothing yeah. I just walked through it and it was just so awful and there are so many the mental health rate um the calls to um uh, like mental health awareness call places like Lifeline, um, which is an Australian um, um, helpline, okay. went up 41% during that time. So, wow. uh, so anyway, so that was all awful. And then I started 2018 and I went, yeah, 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 I'm fine. And I lasted four weeks. <laughs> and then I had to, wow. and that's it, done. And, and that was a psychotic break with suicide attempts again. And... Um, and I can say those now at the time, at the time, I was not able to say that to anyone, but I say it now because I want other people to know that a suicide attempt is not a giving up. It's, it's a place where you get to in your head that you think it's the only logical solution to something. Um, I don't like the word committing because it sounds like it's a crime. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I like the fact that when people say, oh, but it's just a cry for help, that's, yes, yes, it is. Yeah. Well done. So I just, I have now become someone who says it now without, without cringing and without sort of looking sideways or, or having that sort of, um, that, that are, the, the eyes slide from that person that you're talking to. Yeah. So that's, that's really, that was, I had to do that. So anyway, so I loved my, I left my beloved career and I had to stop and, and write, be a writer. <laughs> but I love how you word that because you are incredibly <laughs> successful. You've got amazing books. If I yep. may, I just want to touch on what you've just said. There's so many mm. words I've written down here. Brave yep. being the biggest one that I've circled it in yep. you know, and exclamation marks, squares around it, or the, the full Monty. <laughs> It's uh, truly, I mean, the mere fact yep. that you've got something you, you've written about it is on your Twitter feed and on your blog. And I'm sure lots of people mm. want to read it to understand if they haven't already. Yep. Understanding your journey and I, mm. you know, what you've offered the listener, me, for us to understand you a bit more, but just generally how this does affect so many people yep. is admirable and so brave. There are so many people in the world to get to really dark places and don't know what to do with it or how to get out mm. of that place. Uh, it's more and more common, you know, social media unfortunately doesn't help in that sense, although it has got much loads of positivity in terms of having a community. But I understand where you're coming from when you say you don't know 
or didn't know where to go with it. It's incredibly brave and admirable that you're talking about this. I think you're wonderful. I only have to look at you to see that you've got, and anyone who, who's had the good fortune to speak to KJ or CKJ will probably will say exactly the same thing. You've got an amazing face and eyes and everything and you know you glow and I'm excited for you to carry on now with this story to explain where you're at and how writing has really transformed your life from home to you know learning to swim and all of that good stuff and how really it's your seize the day moment. Well it is it ended up being um yeah I I, I as I said I, I I resigned at 2018 wandered along and in sort of 2018 thought what on earth am I going to do I can you know I have no idea I have no actual discernible skills and so, you know all I can do is write report cards and I can can't be too creative with those so I what can I do um and I and I had learning to swim in my head and I thought I can I can write that um it'll it'll be okay it'll it'll be a novel and it might work it might not so I ripped it out of my head um shoved it on paper and and wrote you know, 75,000 words about it. And it, it sat there and people read it. And I've had, I've had some people tell me via social media that it was so good for them to actually read something that felt like it resonated with them. And I, I really got, um, I really got emotional about that because it was only meant to be, for me, uh, writing has, was never meant to be ever. Um, learning to swim, coming home, the latest one, the new one coming out, kickback, all of those, they're all meant to be for me, um, to help me um, and, and keep me here. But the fact that there's someone and a couple of people have bothered to write to me and say, hey, you know what, that was actually a really good book and thank you so much. And I, I really found what you want, you, what you said via your characters really quite powerful. And I really, I, I kind of, I, I couldn't speak for about five minutes after that. And I showed my wife and said, look, look at this person in random place in America or wherever, um, I don't know, yeah. um, said, said this about my book. And uh, I, I, I was blown away. Do you know, and that's, again, I've written that down here as well. Your essay, your books, do they actually help others? And I'm certain they will because it's courageous what you're doing. Being able to reflect on your own experiences and for you it's cathartic, for you it's healing, for you it's yeah. what you need to do. But actually being brave about it and being open and honest helps mm. others because I think there are so many people in the world who feel alone. And, and that's yeah. what actually one very good positive thing about the likes of Instagram now and there's mm. several accounts out there. And I think it's, is it a, a chap called Matt Haig? Oh, Christ. Yes. Kick myself. Yes. yes. Do you follow him? Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. I've got his book. I have it. Is it I've not read yeah. it. I, I want to get yeah. it actually. Is it good? Yeah. Yes really uh, it's, it's it's literally written um as if he's collected a whole pile of twitter feed um and just sort of shoved it into a book it's really quite oh, fun really oh okay mm. oh i should definitely look at that but he's amazing because much like you he's he's been there yeah you know and now i'm coming back from it and actually he mm. almost does he celebrate himself he talks about it's part of his journey and it didn't happen he does. He, he's his anxiety he comes right. back and talks about anxiety and uh, with the bipolar being controlled medically for me, um, that's great. Uh, yeah. 
I'm, I'm happy with that. Uh, I get it tweaked every now and then. In fact, after learning to swim came out, I was hospitalised again, but it was not awful. And I, and I, uh, my wife calls it getting a grease and oil change. She's <laughs> lovely. <laughs> Just really, really lovely. I don't know. And, uh, but I, yeah, I, I don't even want to know what she thinks happens in there, but that's okay. No, no, I understand. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, it keeps it light. Okay. Yeah, that's an analogy. Um, but, uh, I call it, I call it like I'm a laptop, you know, here, press, um, um, sort of alt control delete. Right. You sort of reset. That's, yeah. I'm, that's what I'm doing. I'm going back and into hospital and I'm, I'm having an alt control delete moment and okay. I'm getting reset. And I'm actually okay with that because they, they look at me and, and sort of with that sideways look that psychiatrists have it, look at you and they, and they answer your question with a question and all that sort of stuff. It goes on and, and you go, okay, you know what? I'm really not coping and here's a thing that I'm not coping with. And they focus on that and then they move on. And it's actually really good. Um, so I, I do that. So yeah, after learning to swim came out, I happened to do that again. And then it was like another, is it possible to have a number of Caesar days? Oh, totally. Because I 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. You can have loads of them. And it's how, you, yeah. it's how you're moving forward from them. So, yes, totally. Sorry, please continue. Sorry. No, no, I just wanted to know because I, I obviously, you know, when I resigned uh, in 2018, that was a completely huge Caesar day. But I think I had another one coming out of hospital after Linda Swim because I wrote Coming Home. And it, it was, it was, it, I wrote it probably how people who aren't writers think authors sit and do they drink coffee they type a thousand million words and they go oh isn't that wonderful and then they finish in two days um so it was it was it was so easy it was almost it was it's the smoothest book it's the loveliest book there's the character of um sam and and the character of abby are, are lovely and i wrote grace the other the, the the kid character based on my son and and kids that i taught because it's, right. so it was easy to yeah i mean i had all this you know career to draw on so yeah and it was the it was the loveliest book to write and i think it comes across like that of how calm my mind was because i was able to write a calm book and so again it wasn't for anybody else it just happens to be that people like it but it wasn't for anyone else it was for me to see could i could I have come out of hospital and spent three and a half months writing a book and be in a place where I could actually write such a nice book because my brain was settled? And the answer to that is yes. And that's incredible. Honestly, you're incredible. Oh, it, it warms my heart. I cannot begin to tell you. And I'm so chuffed you got in contact and I'm so chuffed you won this because your evolution, shall we say, yeah. Yeah, identifying that mm. moving forward you're helping yourself as well because you're recognizing situations and I, we might touch mm. I've just had a thought normally I ask folk at the end of these shows you know advice for other listeners I've got a slightly different one that I'm going to ask you no, that's okay. bear with yeah. me um but yeah you, you're evolving almost and you're learning and you're growing mm. and to mm. your point about you write the books it's not for anybody else it's for you when you look at a lot of people in the world musicians for example Mm. a lot of what they're putting out is personal anecdotes it's personal mm. stories and that's why it resonates with people and that's why people enjoy it and that's why people can identify because actually there's so much that a lot of us don't talk about 
but you hear something that's going on with somebody else you think oh actually do you know what I'm not alone and and it helps you move forward so I it's wonderful (laughs) absolutely wonderful so let's just very quickly talk about your books because I do want to celebrate you and I mentioned before we came on air I said to KJ Mm. it's important to celebrate you because I think your story is phenomenal and how you've seized the day but also let's talk about because you're on the other side well you're on the other side and you're moving forward well, I am. Each, each book is different. Each book, I, I make sure that there's, um, I check in with myself. That's weird, but it makes me sound like an airline. I get it. Um, no, I get that. But, uh, yeah, uh, you know, fly KJ Airlines, but I'm checking in myself. Um, so, but I, I, I love your, you do humour. This is very good. I can see the deflection with the humour. It, yeah, it works. I understand that. I, I, in coming home, there's... Um, Actually, the, the one I'm writing right now um, is a spin-off from Coming Home, following the journey of Kath, who is Sam's best friend. And I'm looking forward to that because she has a very snarky sense of humour and no filter whatsoever. So I'm looking forward to, being, to writing her. Um, but, yeah, I, I do put humour in. That's the thing. I, my humour was... Um, Odd, odd in learning to swim it really was but in coming home yeah I said let's go for it took took the you know the gloves off and off we went um and it's there and it's great and I was able to do that and I think I I think I every time I have a, a low or I do something and and again let's get a bit sort of serious with the, with the suicide things that's hasn't been there for a number of years and it's because I've found writing um, because my son and my wife and my heir, but writing keeps me alive. I get that. And can yeah. it, is it almost that you could recognize situations now as well for what they are? And you, you maybe have coping mechanisms that you're able to write. I'm going to go and write this down. Yeah, I, I have to write, um, I, 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 things that I write down, I, I, obviously they're not things for the book uh, or any description because that'd be a bit sort of you know depressing um but uh i i write and i i talk and i'm and i have a medical team with me that um that i can ring which is really good um and i think it's important to recognize that you know not to be freaked out or whatever the you know current terminology is you know sort of you know woohoo about having a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a counselor or a therapist I mean goodness someone I I was a a tv show I was watching a billion years ago a a character said oh everyone's got a therapist um so I which was a flippant sort of statement but there to go and and it was meant to be um quite quite a sort of uh a condescending statement but I, I have think it's talking to somebody who is not a family member or a friend is a really important thing because otherwise you're too close to that person I talk to my wife about stuff and she gets really upset because I'm telling her de- you know dark stuff and she gets really upset to hear it and she doesn't want me to not tell her but she also wants me to tell someone else yeah that is actually really great advice and really it's something very important. You are quite right. The importance of talking is, is absolutely invaluable because we do as a human species and some folk will be able to, you know, close it down better than others or have, or have tools in place where they can actually adapt it within their own mind. 
but we all do blow things up massively in our head and we interpret things in a particular mm. way or whatever. Talking rationalizes it. It instantly, mm. you know, is it a, a rational comment that we've got in our head? Are we being pragmatic about things? And having somebody independent to do that. I mean, goodness, I've been to therapy and I, I don't wish to talk about myself because this is all about you. But I, there's a lot of people that, you know, experience that and do that. And you're quite right. It shouldn't be taboo. Mm. It's great to talk. It truly is. And, mm. well, you are a, a bright light in that sense in terms of <laughs> why it's good to do it and to recognize it and move forward. And I think you're quite an inspiration. Thank you. Yeah, really I'm, incredible. Yeah, I just, yeah, it, um, I'm, I'm here and I'm doing my thing and I'm writing and I'm talking to other people um, on social media about, about this stuff and I'm, um, and I'm making, I'm, I, I've always done this, but social media is great where you can sort of say to someone, give them a compliment or you can say a nice thing to someone. Um, and I've always kind of done that, um, but it's nice to interact with people and it, and it makes you feel sort of connected, I think in this in in particularly weirdly enough in a very disconnected world so when you're in with someone with anxiety who thinks that the whole world is falling apart and it's catastrophizing which is what i do yeah. um you know i might I, I i might take the wrong step forward and therefore the house will fall down i mean that's just how ridiculous it is but that's how my brain works um so for for when i'm writing i uh, it's such a, a really powerful thing for me to do to be able to construct a novel from thought, random scribble on a piece of paper to 90 something thousand words in whatever period of time is really, really good. And I like to think that that's a really big deal for someone with massive anxiety because otherwise I wouldn't type anything. <laughs> absolutely honestly it's fantastic i think it's really wonderful and that's your release that's your release valve that's your coping mechanism and it's absolutely fantastic and i love watching you on social media or reading what you post incredibly eloquent so lovely and really valuable yeah it's really nice seeing you on uh, you're online so no i think great love it love it love it thank you for being an awesome listener and supporting tilt the channel that brings you all the podcasts you want to hear you're listening to Tilt. Find more podcasts on the lesbiantalkshow.com. Should we have some fun questions? Um, yes. I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about these. I just wanted to say, um, one of the, I'll leave, you, I'll leave um, you with something that I heard, which is if you need to move outside your comfort zone when your comfort zone becomes uncomfortable. Oh, wow. And I, yeah. That's a double whammy. Yeah, yeah. Go repeat that for, for everybody again, please. Okay. So you need to move outside your comfort zone when your comfort zone becomes uncomfortable. If your comfort zone is where you are always, but it's now very uncomfortable to be there, move. It's almost a reverse way of looking at it. Absolutely. Someone like in, who has an anxiety, we're not going to move outside of our own comfort zone. It's literally you need a passport to get outside of our comfort <laughs> zone. Um, no way. So to, if it becomes very uncomfortable, then it forces us out. Yes. So, so yeah, I would, I would, on this show, I would always talk about moving yourself into out of a comfort zone into an uncomfortable zone in order to move forward you know to progress mm. however mm. that's a total flip way of looking at it and I love it because you're talking about when you're in a moment within what's normally a safe space but actually you're it's, it's horrible yeah you've yep. got to move out of that 
Yep. I like that a lot. Yeah, feel free to steal. I'm going to quote that. No, no, I should quote you and I'll pop that up okay. when this goes out. Yeah, which will be in a few okay. weeks. So, wonderful. Okay, let's do some fun questions. Yes, please, let's do this. Go They're really, the don't you go. worry. They're all really good. <laughs> Nothing harmful in here whatsoever. They're you are really... dealing with someone with very high anxiety. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> They're, these are all good and you take your time it's not, it's yeah. not a problem at all we've got the edit for some okay. of these um Excellent. what is your favorite film um the uh, uh, the lord of the rings collection of oh okay yeah really good mm. do you know what? i love those two actually and i went to see them yeah. i would have been in my 30s no 20s or 30s mm. not sure and then yeah. i think they're like certificate 12 or something but it's mm. in your mind that scared me to death some of those bits yeah. really quite you know oh. yeah I'm a massive advocate for, and I, I tell my son this, I'm a massive advocate for read the book first, then see the film. Yeah. I, I, I'm just, that's just a thing. Um, but it, that is probably the only film that I can actually say that you can watch the film and not have to read the book because Tolkien's is so, oh, hard work sometimes. And they were able to do that on film with the, the, the heaviness of the moment on film. Mm. without having to read the words gotcha okay no it's very good very i mean beautifully yeah. set that was all that was no that was new zealand i was gonna say it's down your way did they film it in new zealand oh we'll claim it sure why not <laughs> <laughs> australians do that a lot we claim a lot of new zealand things <laughs> oh that's brilliant okay what was your first car oh it was a blue toyota corolla um oh. which was basically a box uh 1984 uh car that's not how old i am i would have only been um 12 but that's how old the car was and uh i'm not that old but it was uh i had to drive it when i in in um, queensland where i was living you um you get sent north queen you get sent to anywhere in queensland the government just says go and teach wherever and they put you in a school in the middle of nowhere um so i got had to go and teach in Mackay, which from the gold coast is about i don't know 16 and a half hour drive and it's over you've got cane train tra you know the um, cane train the, we, the cane cutting yeah you okay. put um the, anyway the cane train tracks around all, over all the major roads so i put um rally shocks on the car i had them installed so there's a little sort of toyota corolla box with these bright yellow rally shocks underneath it it looked ridiculous you know those people who put those huge spoilers on tiny little cars yeah it yeah, looked yeah. like that yeah <laughs> i was so proud of that car i went through six six windscreens in that car in a year wow so oh, you drive behind. You come in. Yeah. Yeah. No, because yeah, because no, you drive behind um, huge trucks. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I love that. That's really gorgeous. <laughs> okay, guilty pleasure. What do you have a guilty pleasure? I vacillate between sweet and savoury, um, and if I'm going to have something that's sweet, it's dark chocolate. Oh, and yeah, yeah and those people who say oh just have one square of dark chocolates like who are you people and what is wrong with you i'm so sorry so i'm gonna have like a whole row <laughs> oh do you know that makes me laugh because i did exactly the same thing last night we've got 70 yeah. percent uh, cocoa chocolate in the fridge uh, yeah. i like i like it when it's crunchy uh, i yeah. find it more satisfying and yeah i tried to do that i'm just gonna have one piece no yeah. it just <laughs> doesn't work you know no. you Duck it to death. It does not work. You're going to have to have no. another one. <laughs> they're, they're, they're not real people. I'm convinced of it. They're like, they're like bots that, you know, type imaginary websites. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, I definitely had more than one piece. Okay, now this is right. This is a good question, and you might want to veto it, which is fine. Do you have a favourite author? Um, uh, I always feel really. <laughs> it makes oh me want to ask authors this question. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're laughing at my face, aren't you? That's, yeah. Um, far out. Okay. Um, you don't have to answer if you don't. Or you, yeah, you don't have to answer. Look, uh, no, I'm not answering that. Yeah, no, it's good. Okay, fair. and that's exactly, you're right. I love that. Okay, <laughs> these last two, these are my, my go-to questions. What was the last, or what is the last image on your camera, a oh. photo stream on your phone? Oh, look at that smile. Yeah, he's eating a hamburger that's bigger than his head. I was going um, to say, that is a massive burger. And that's his thrill with himself. Um, that's amazing. Gorgeous. Yes. Yep. Absolutely go. gorgeous. That's a lovely photo. Sorry, everyone, you didn't get to see that, but it's a great picture. Ham- hamburger eating. It's the way yep. forward. Yeah, um, and that was, my, that was my son who's nearly yeah, yeah. He's gorgeous. Yep. He's gorgeous. Yep. And most use emoji? The happy smiling one. Just, yes. Um... Yeah, I, I, um, hang on, let me actually confirm that. Uh, I think I need to confirm that. Yes, yes, followed by the laughter with tears running down the side yeah, of their face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yep. Got to always yep. smile. This has been, honestly, heartwarming. I found myself well up sometimes, I'll be honest. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, 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 in a really, really, really fantastic yeah. way, T- truly. Yeah. I've loved yeah. this show. Thank you so much for entering and coming That's on. Good. It's been brilliant. Now, I always Thank close you. it up, and I mentioned earlier, you know, asking for advice for listeners in order for them to seize the day. But I'd like to, I'd like to jazz it up a bit with you in the sense that... Do I get I, to do this too? Yeah, you can do jazz hands. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> What would you say to anybody who is perhaps struggling a little bit in their mind or however, not perhaps how you felt? What kind of advice would you give to somebody who wants to seize the day, but isn't sure, lacking confidence, but also they feel a little bit of angst inside them? Uh, It's okay to be afraid of yourself. But if you are afraid of yourself, then you don't know how not afraid people are of you. So, for example, um, I was completely, I always still am afraid of myself, but I've discovered that people aren't afraid of what I can do. Oh. So I, I, I tend to try and not be afraid of myself, but I know that it exists, so I, I don't apologise for it. But I try to say, okay, but people aren't going to be afraid of me. Yeah, there you go. That is absolutely beautiful. And I revert back uh, to the beginning and what I mentioned in terms of trigger for anybody listening. It's important to speak to somebody. It's important to seek help as well. You know, reach out to somebody if you are in a, in a, what we would call a dark place, or if you're unsure, or if you're feeling, if you're struggling inside, reach out Mm. to somebody. Yeah, I absolutely. Uh, Which is incredibly difficult to do now. You'd have just, it's, it's really hard to do because, um, where you are at that point, you're inside an onion that where the rings are really dark and you can't see outside and people are on the outside of that onion going, hey, we're okay, but you can't see them. So it's really quite tricky. Um, I think sometimes it helps um, if, if someone says something, if, you, if someone says, hey, I'm really struggling, 
pay attention to that. Don't, don't, you know, go, yeah, oh, gee, you know, life's tough, you know, suck it up. Because uh, kind of that could actually be something really important. Yeah, that is invaluable. Absolutely an invaluable comment because it's just made me think, particularly online as well, and when we interact with people and, you know, friends and whatnot, mm. I believe, and it's something actually I, I heard somebody else say once as well, we mm. have a responsibility to make sure that we are checking in on people but also being aware because we often know deep down if somebody's struggling but we might not necessarily want to get involved or we don't oh you know they they can get on with it and deal but actually as it's about being kind isn't it it's about recognizing and just reaching out and checking some checking somebody's okay sending a nice message you know a virtual hug physical hug Mm. if you're close to somebody going to have coffee a lot of things aren't important apart from our own well-being more often than not. And it's about that human connection sometimes that can help it lift is. us and out. I, I, look at, I look at the way of, if, you know, if somebody was on a, walking down a footpath and they twisted their ankle or something and they fell over, you'd go over and you say, are you okay? I just look at having a, um, a really depressed moment, a really, really shocking day as twisting your mind. And so if someone, if you're looking like you need a bit of a hand, then do the same thing as if, you can, if you've got someone who's just twisted, twisted their ankle on the footpath. Do the same is, thing. Yeah, do exactly the same thing. Be, uh, yeah. Just, yeah, say hi. Say hi. Because, yeah. okay? Let's yeah. go get coffee. They might say, yeah, they might, yeah, they might say, yeah, go away. To. Yeah. But that's okay because at least you've, and then, like, then five minutes later they might go, well, okay, that was nice. And that all that's all that's needed sometimes. And you've seen them. Yeah. Yeah. You've been seen. Wonderful. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Where can everybody find you online? Do you have websites, Twitter? I, I, I do. Well, you know how much I love social media. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I am everywhere. Um, I am on Twitter as Property of KJ. I, I, love, I love that, by the way. I think it's brilliant. Property of myself. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> um, a little bit of a message in that one. Um, there's Facebook as KJ Lesvik, which is the same as Instagram. Hmm, where else am I? Oh, I do have a website, but I can't remember what it is. So it's not important. It's something else. We'll talk offline and I'll put it in the show notes. Don't you worry. No, no seriously. I don't even remember what it's name, the name yeah. of it is. Um, so it's not important. There's nothing, nothing on it except blurbs of books, which I throw all over Twitter anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, the next one kickback is out on March one. Wow! What? That's yeah. what four or five weeks away. Yeah, I know. How incredible! Yep. Everybody, get out yep. and buy it, and, if, and buy the rest of your books if you haven't already. And I'm quite happy to say that out loud. That's fine. Oh, thank you. Just do it. I think that's <laughs> crack on absolutely. And I'm going to. Do you know what? I didn't know what to read next. It's going to be one of yours. That's for sure. Definitely. Oh, read, read coming home. It's uh, learning okay. to swim. Is yeah. Read read um, coming home. Okay, I should do that. that yeah, I didn't have one a... to read, so that's the one I'm going to do now. Oh, there you go. That's lovely. Thank you. Thank you. This has been <laughs> utterly incredible. I'm so chuffed for a myriad of reasons that this has happened. It's yep. close to my heart. I think you're wonderful. Your bravery, your honesty, and where you're at now is admirable. It's Thank wonderful. You. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. I loved it. Good. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Take care. Look after yourself. Keep well. You have been listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Miller-Snell. All contact information can be found in the show notes, together with any links to websites I may have referred to in the show. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please come and talk to us at the Tilt Talk Show chat group on Facebook 
or follow Tilt on Twitter. You can also contact me directly on email, which is nataliemillersnell at gmail.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you.